All right. Hi, everybody, and thanks for joining in on this live Cameo Radio podcast. We are having all kinds of technical difficulties down here at the Visitor Center. It's windy, it's cold, but that doesn't stop anybody. We are down here with food and games. We've got a little propane fire pit. There's patio furniture pulling up. And apparently we're still transmitting on 96.9 FM, although I am having nothing but technical problems. You know, laptops don't like Arctic conditions, but we don't care. We've got some really interesting stuff down here to talk about today and some really interesting little adventures that people are probably going to go on about. Is there music playing? I can't hear it. No, of course you can't, because you're not broadcasting. There's nothing broadcasting to you. It's playing on my car. So we've got some really neat books on our table, and we've got an old typewriter that uh, Danny might be able to tell us about here in a little bit. There's a pretty good group of people gathering, but there's probably more coming. What is that on the table over there? You want to tell us a little bit about what's on that table, Danny? Uh, there's some, um, there's like treats, and <laughs> then there's sparkly. Um, I'm not really sure what those are. There's lots of sparkly things, and there's lots of there's a Coke, lots of Coke. and Pepsi, Pepsi, and juice boxes, and, like we've, and there's hot dogs and hamburgers and condiments. And like we've upgraded since last time too. The last time we did this, we didn't have hot hold trays, and it looks like we've got new barbecues and a way better setup than last time. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's looking like it's a. Uh, it's something that's going to carry forward into the future. Hopefully right. not outside all the time. No, I'm getting tired of this whole outside thing, and my laptop doesn't like it, and everything's failing constantly, but but not us. Freedom doesn't seem to fail. But what else? What do you think this is evolving into, Danny? Because there's a lot more going on here Well, now just freedom. We have um, the Fringe Collective has put together some really, really awesome um, garb. So they're shirts with beautiful logos on them that say Caribou Strength. And the idea is that these emblems represent things from our local collective. So um, despite whatever Canada is deciding to do or not do to us, to oppress us and deny it that we basically exist as humans at, connected to source, um, despite all of that, the local collective exists. Um, and everything in it, everything that is, was, and ever will be, is contained within our local collective. So these are symbols... Um, for us to adorn and wear amongst our community to remind ourselves that no matter what, we all live here in the caribou together. Right? Caribou even, strong. Even if we don't like each other, we still all <laughs> live here together. And what better to do than work together right? and do it for ourselves here in the caribou. Because we know we're going to have to. For ourselves in our community. Yeah, why don't we talk? We've got somebody over here in our booth looking at this awesome typewriter. Do why don't you tell that? us a little bit about that typewriter? What do you think Dan? about that typewriter? Is it neat? Yeah, yeah I can't hear yeah, it. Like can't hear. Uh, okay, so this typewriter is a fascinating piece of local history. It's actually it actually belonged to Lord or Lloyd Meeker, who was also known as Uranda, who was one of the founders of the emissaries of divine light. Now this item. Um, was passed through their um, emissaries and ended up in the estate of um, Lord Martin Cecil, where my dad acquired it 
and had it for many, many, many years. And last year, he decided to give it to me on the 100th birthday of the typewriter. So the typewriter is actually from 1921 and it's 101 years old. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. So like, why don't you say, because we're, we're, we're on the podcast, so this could go out all over the place. Like our local collective is in the caribou. But people could be listening from all over the place. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who Martin Cecil is? Uh, Martin, Cec- was. Martin Cecil was, as far as I know, he was a, a wealthy, um, not statesman, but he was like a lord. I mean, he was Lord Martin Cecil Exeter. And he uh, was two halves of the family. And um, he brought his one title of his name over here. Um, and it continues to this day. They still have their title, part of their family. And so they were very, very wealthy. And they came to 100 Mile House in the, I believe it was the early 60s, late 50s, somewhere in around there, right? as far as I know. And they they were doing a thing part, as part of the Emissaries of Divine Light, right. which was based on the teachings of uh, this fellow known as Lloyd Meeker. Interesting. It's like some kind of not too well-known history of the people in the area. And yeah, then- it's just one, I mean, it's just one aspect of the local collective um, that happened here. It was a very fascinating social um, event that happened here, and it was happening all across um, North America at the time. These communes of people were popping up, and they knew they had to do something different, but um, they didn't necessarily have all of the tools, maybe, that they needed in order to do it. Um, or maybe enough support or... Right. And times have know, changed so since then, too. Yeah, I mean, that was back when people were recognized as lords. That's not so much the case anymore. Oh, no, they're still lords. He, yes. their, their grandson is lord. I used to right. get mail into my into my post office box because I lived on the ranch right. there. But, but that empire's built. Like, we don't hear about it as much anymore. It's not in the paper. It's not... It's not so much of a big deal. There's books that were written about Martin Cecil. Yeah, no, I mean, he, they don't live here anymore. No. They live in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They carry their title from Britain, not not for Canada. It doesn't have anything to do with Canada. It's from Britain. Right. So they're lords. They're not lords here. They're lords in Britain. Yeah, It's exactly. a title that carries it's a on. title. Yeah. And so, like, what is the lordship, really? They're, they own land. <laughs> yeah, it's, as far it's as just, I understand, it's a land title or a, a land ownership thing. Land ownership thing. thing. And, it, and it is passed down. It's a, it's a heritage piece. Yeah. It doesn't have a lot of meaning to me but, personally. but No, but what does have meaning is the fact that we've got his typewriter on this desk here with us. Well, it's not his. It was Uranda's. It was Uranda's. Okay. Yeah. And okay. Uranda was the one with the teachings. Yeah. So, uh, one of the things that we could also go on about here too is the, uh, evolution of all of this stuff that's happening. Yeah. So those days have come and gone and they've passed and, um, things are changing. There's these freedom movements all over Canada and even here in this parking lot, like we were saying, hopefully this isn't going to keep going on outside because it's, it's cold, cold. and, you know, the, the burger buns are frozen and <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I would just, as we say that, oh, shoot. So, um, yeah, we're looking to move this thing forward. Maybe not just from this spot. This would be all right in the summertime. But I think that going inside is going to be nice. 
Yeah. It, and not just to go inside, but go forward with it in other ways too. Like there's yeah. a lot of interesting things. You mentioned the local collective earlier, and that's a fascinating concept because not a lot of people understand what a local collective is, that you're part of it, whether you like people or not, doesn't matter. Doesn't that's matter. not the point. Right. It's the point is that we have that one thing in common. We all live in the Caribou. We yeah. all live in Hundred Mile or we all Absolutely. live in Williams Lake. And it's not just us, right? So the emblems on the, on the, on the wares that are uh, for purchase that are going to fund um, everything to do with the network. Right. And that's... those are emblems that are things that come from the local collective. So everything that is, was, and ever will be every spirit, every entity that is the local collective. And it, it, it is right. It's like the isness of what is like Cecil, like yeah, these they're people, part they're part of it. They're part right? of it. Yeah. Like the people that built the Alaska yeah, highway through yeah. here and all of it. Yeah. Wow. So, so currently though, in, in current times, mm -hmm. here we are doing a podcast yes. and everybody's rallying for freedom. And where do we go from here? And what is this? Like, I'd, I'd like to get into that a little bit as we keep going here, but this whole caribou strength, I'm looking at some really neat stuff that's been produced locally here Yes, and they're beautiful shirts. They're very nice. And so the proceeds of that are going to help contribute towards the foundation. The foundation. Yeah. The foundation currently it's a, it's a trust. Um, because it needs to be built. Uh, it starts as a trust and as it grows, it'll become a foundation. And then as it grows from the foundation, it will become a campus. And as it grows from the campus, eventually it will become the university. So, mm -hmm. um, the idea is that it grow, it starts in a local collective and it's recognizing that the local collective exists because what are we denied, um, as we drive our trucks to Ottawa to go and ask for something, from Ottawa. From well, we're Ottawa. denied the existence of our local collective right. by that, the act of having to go and do that. It's just, we're denied um, this, I, this, the, the reality, not nothing more than the reality that this is already what's happening. This is what exists. Um, and so the, everything in the network, everything that's part of, sorry, part of the foundation, uh, basically it's going to run as a network because Networks are how things function in the world. Um, look at mushrooms. How do they communicate? They communicate through networks underground. And so the network... Sorry, the mycorrhizal network. Mycorrhizal network. Yeah. So the network, the idea of the real life network is a network to connect all people in the local collective. Whether they choose to look at it or not, they can choose to not see it, but it, it doesn't mean that it's not there. Um, and so to bring all of the activity together in the network... Um, so that the local the local collective can start functioning um, for itself, right? So everything in the network goes to goes to support the local collective. The village voice is the voice of the local collective, right? Yeah, Cameo it, Radio is the stories, right? Of and then the that's, local collective. That's part of this too. We can get some stories from people today. I brought another speaker and a microphone so people can do their speakers' corners, so they can come on here and tell us their stories, tell the town their stories, their experiences about COVID, where they think freedom's going. Mm -hmm. What you know? And you mentioned earlier, Danny, instead of driving across the country to Ottawa to try to what ask permission of a corrupt, tyrannical government. Maybe we need to keep it in our local collectives. And so we've got some stuff here, which is interesting because I think it plays back into this whole Martin Cecil history. You know, mm. He helped to found the area. They live in Victoria now. They did some interesting things. I mean, there's like Martin Exeter's name is everywhere. We've got Exeter Sporting Marines. We've got, you know, Exeter Road. Like it's not, he didn't just do nothing. Yep. So we've got some really fascinating stuff that could well carry us forward. And, um, 
we've got some books sitting on the table here. We've, we've talked about these books previously, but one of the things that we have is a new and complete system of law. To support the local collective. That recognizes the local collective as the formation, the, the foundational aspect of a community, of, of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so currently people are going to Ottawa because they're trying to find justice by asking this government. But really, what, people don't really know that they can take sovereign, autonomous steps. And what does that sign say right there? No equals no. So to know something... To know something, to know the reality, means that all we have to do is say, no, thank you. Mm. No, thank you. The local collective is not having that. Thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, we we can be the deciders, the autonomous deciders in our bioregion, in our area, in our towns. We already are. But if we're deciding that that we're going to ask ask permission, permission, then that's what we're doing. Yeah, and that's not something that we really think we should be doing upon mass i mean what's the benefit of having a federal government we pay into it as provinces huge amount of money just so that they can trample on us it it doesn't actually make sense who sets up the banking system not me the federal government right so the federal government is the one that sets up the banking system and what's the most egregious and corrupt institution in our society banks Right. Banks. Yeah. The financial system. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. That's it. And it and it's created by the federal government. So, there you go. Oh, the banks and the... Oh, God. The banks are, are, are just another top-heavy institution. And they, they seem to have oh, a lot no, of power these days. It's worse. The banks are... are worse than that. The banks will print money out of nothing. And then, and then tell us that we have to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> That seems to be the case. So, yeah, and now they've got this legislation that allows them to seize people's bank accounts based on God knows what. And that, I don't even know. I don't even try to follow what's happening over there in Ottawa anymore because it doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't make any sense. Is the Emergency Act in? I mean, you know, Trudeau went and pushed for the Emergency Act and then uh, and then pulled it out as the Senate was going into their debates on the thing. And I think they kind of all look like a bunch of asses. Really, but... yeah. I mean, the whole thing is just asinine. It's it's ridiculous. So, um, what else do we have going on in here, Danny? We've got a whole bunch of rolls of paper. Yep. So, we, one of the things that you mentioned earlier, we're doing the Village Voice Gazette, and it's something for all people to have their voice heard. A lot of people have stories, but they want to keep their anonymity. So, one of the things we have in there is these wildflowers. Mm-hmm. Wildflowers pop up all over the place, yep. and the beauty of that is that people can have their stories told or their articles published while remaining anonymous. And like, let's like think about that for a minute. Why would somebody need to remain anonymous when they're telling the truth of their existence? Yeah. That's not a good sign, That's I don't think. That's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. Some people are willing to stand up and speak and be heard and tell their story regardless of consequences. And um, sometimes those consequences come and sometimes they don't because it doesn't seem to have much rhyme to reason. Mm-hmm. Right? But people are, are afraid. So what do we have to do? What do we have for them to do? What do we have to do ourselves? We've got our own governmental structure. You mentioned it earlier, how inevitably it can evolve into a campus, right? So there's a lot of context that nobody has on that. What is that? A school? What are we building? A college? A university? Like It's a college of minds. It's a college of minds. That's right. And so part of it is the journey of the unique collective of awareness right? as we move forward. And we need to have a foundation, a good, solid foundation. 
that stands for all people. Because if we build our if we build ourselves up on sand, it'll wash away. That's what we've done in Canada. That's what we've it's done. The entire country is built on a lie. And if you build your country on a lie, and then you're surprised when it falls down, I just think that it. I no, you, the whole thing is was built on. It was meant to do this. It was designed to do this. It was designed yep. to. It was designed to fail. Yep. It was devi- designed to. Des- des- mince my words. There's too much business going on. Mm. So it was designed to fail. It was designed to divide the people. It was designed to create a top-heavy government that we have no bearing on. That there's nothing that we can do anything about. So people hope that it will change, and hope's powerful, and prayer is powerful. But one of the things that's even more powerful is independent, sovereign people. And that's one of the things that I see going on here. People do it all over the place. People do it all over the country. But one of the things that they don't do is find a way to publicize it or back it up legally. A lot of people hear stuff like that and they go, oh, it's free man on the land or something like that. But free man on the land, what they do is they create a vacuum around themselves and They try to get away from it all because it all seems so corrupt. Well, what about restorative justice? What about bringing things back to their true roots and their true meaning and what they were actually designed to do at the beginning, which was to protect the rights of people? The local collective. Yes. To recognize a local collective of people. Now, it's not just the local collective, too, because there's a regional collective. Regional collective. And then a provincial collective. Right. And And then a universal collective. Yes, and a universal collective. Yeah. And so one of the things that, that we could also say about a local collective is there's multiple. I mean, I'm we're here at this visitor information center booth in 100 mile house. And there's probably six different groups of local collectives represented here. No, 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 no. They're different. They're uh, they would be um, perhaps spiritual collectives. Right, spiritual Within. collectives potentially. Like the local collective, it is what it is. This is just it is everything there. And then per- perhaps within the local collective, there would be other, um, you know, collectives of people who have different, uh, maybe ways of thinking, ways of relating to each other, um, different ways of in spirit and how their and how their spirit is moving through the collective. Good it's morning, sir. Yeah, how's it going, guys? Good. We are live on air. Yeah, we're live on air here. Peter, no. No, no, I think it's not, not really getting started yet. The truck side but, uh, through and Yeah, we're still waiting for the oh, trucks to come down. There. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I there was there a was collision a... or something like that on the highway oh. south of Williams Lake okay. yesterday. And I heard first thing this morning that it had been cleared, but we don't know what that's going to do. But regardless, look at all the Canadian flags and like racks of burgers. It's pretty amazing. And one of the things that seems to happen all the time with these sorts of events, whether it's a spiritual collective or a local collective, I mean, there are local collectives and spiritual collectives. We were out for a little tour there last night. We had to get some tables. And we kept noticing how many different churches there are in this area, all sorts of denominations, some of them interdenominational. It's fascinating. So everybody gets their own kind of take on how they want to go forward in life. And some people seem to gravitate towards each other, and some people seem to be at odds. Yes. All too often. And so I think one of the most important aspects to recognize in this, one of the most difficult aspects, is conflict resolutions. Absolutely. You know, so going forward and finding ways to resolve conflict, and I think finding that uniting force is always going to be the biggest thing. there's, There's people here today that I don't know them. Maybe they like me, maybe they don't. I'm not entirely certain. But we're all here together. Yeah. And so it causes a very unifying force. And that's something I've seen with the with the truck convoys. It's brought people together. 
And so next Saturday, it sounds like there's going to be a pancake breakfast at nine o'clock in the morning. And then they're going to do at 10, the, the human chain where everybody mm. holds hands and stretches uh. for as far as possible down the highway, which is fun. That's a little strand of hope. Yep. And it's not quite coast to coast because we're going north and south on this highway. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's a little strand that maybe is a little off to one side. <laughs> We've got Canadian balloons and flags. It's a lot of red and white, hey? It's a it's, lot of I'm red and white. It. I'm over it. People what are the, can carry on with the Canada the, thing, but I'm so over it. What are the colors of the uh, of the North America's Union? I think it's a blue flag, two gold circles. Two gold circles. Yeah, two gold circles. And what's red? And what is red and white? Well, red and white was actually introduced into Canada as part of the communist takeover, and it's blood. It's blood. Mm. So I personally don't, I don't jive with it. I never really have. It's mm. just been a thing that's been around me my whole life. And I just sort of go, meh. Mm. And that's potentially, you know, a lot of people might disagree or agree with that. And the fact of the matter is everybody's got their own take. Some people I've seen them flying the flag upside down. Mm-hmm. Some people don't like that. Mm-hmm. They get very upset. Yeah. Some people fly the flag the right way up and other people get very upset and say it should be upside down. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day what is it it's a symbol it's whose a symbol. symbol is it and that's what i go back to with all of these things so right. whose symbol is it we've got, where did the canadian flag come from we've Who got some it? symbols here yeah. we've got two flags we're flying the village voice flying the village voice and, and the, the uh, cameo, cameo radio, radio flag so yeah and like we were two thinking about <laughs> we were thinking about getting a uh a flag for the America's Union. And we have another we have another little piece over here and it's the fringe uh, the fringe creative. So there you uh, go, yes. another little emblem. The fringe creative. Yeah. Oh right. And that's so tell us more about the fringe creative and like who's producing these shirts. Maybe we should go and get her. Um yeah, so yeah, the fringe creative was uh started as a result of um kind of wanting to move in the in the direction of doing more art. And, and more creative things for people that are moving in this direction. And so um, the, the sh- all of the shirts with all of the logos are produced by the Fringe Creative. So there you go. Part the of Fringe local collect- Creative. Part of our local collective. Hopefully we'll be featured on the Real Life Network. Well, I think so. <laughs> so, like, why don't we take a, take a moment and talk about, you know, what is this Real Life Network? I've been approached by a lot of people who say, we don't know what you're doing what is this stuff? What it's is this scary. radio? It's scary. We don't understand. We're afraid of things we don't understand, right? Just innately. But uh, so the Real Life Network, you mentioned it earlier. It's a way for people to be linked up together. And so don't we do that on Facebook already? No. Well, we're, that's what it says it's it does. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a dumpster fire. T- Facebook was started as a hot or not project. And whatever, whatever level of consciousness you create something at, that is the level of consciousness, consciousness that it will perpetuate in perpetuity. So Facebook is meant and designed and was conceived to perpetuate hot or not. Yeah. And what do you see on there? This so it's just, or that. It's just silly. Up it's just a down, silly thing. Black or white. And so none of these things, and we've done other podcasts about this, yeah. and it just is, it's just, it's insane. Listen to some of these other podcasts. I think we had, uh, what was it? What Happened to the Yellow Pages was a really good episode. episode. three, I believe, yeah. Yeah. And so let's go more into the real life network. Mm-hmm. One of the big things that happens is we get people who become gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I've heard of keeping a calendar up to date yep. or keeping a post up to date. But, you know, if, if you needed a gatekeeper, you wouldn't need a gate. Mm-hmm. What is that, a troll? 
Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. So we end up with people in positions of power like central banks or governmental organizations or in local or regional collectives where somebody has their finger on the pulse of an activity and they keep a list to themselves yes. or they keep a names to themselves yes. or they don't send the message where they said they were going to they, because they said that they were some kind of a facilitator or yeah. something and it just didn't seem to work. They do something in the dark. In the dark, right? So we need we need to operate more openly and so the RLN is a great place for that but it also offers a private members portion mm-hmm. where people are then able to do things like sell their eggs mm-hmm. without getting attacked mm-hmm. and then they can sell them and trade them within the network just fine and dandy mm-hmm. and if they want to go outside of that we've got something set up to help facilitate that so we're not all trying to independently run businesses on our own because frankly i'm done running business i've run i don't know like four five businesses or something like this i am so sick of it by the time you're done with everything it's like why did i even do this mm-hmm. yeah god i'm, I'm working for four dollars and fifty cents an hour and everybody's complaining because they're not making 30 I'm like geez okay well so now now we're just we're going in a different direction we've got the village voice so people can speak their part we've got the members listings coming online soon so people are going to be able to fill out some forms it's going to ask them more about what they need in order to operate and what they have to offer in the community that they would like to sell. Like how many people have some eggs to sell and they go on Facebook to sell their eggs. And then the people who want to buy the eggs live in another community that they can't get to. And now they're spending $25 on gas to buy $6 worth of eggs. Well, they don't know the person that lives right down the street. Mm -hmm. If we all signed up on this thing, it has a network in it that is this sovereign governmental organization. And it is also. I would like to change the word. Can we just backtrack a second there? Because the word governmental is not. That's the common word. What would you call it instead? Governance. Well, yes, it's a governance system. We have to break. We have to be very careful with our words, though, and it does matter because the Mm -hmm. word government means it's 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 to gubernare, which is to govern or to control, and mente, which is the mind. Mind, yes. So it's mind control, and that's not what this is. This is, mm-hmm. and like, what do our governments do? They, that's what they do. They, they control our minds, and they, and they try and get into our heads and make us think that we have to do things that we actually don't need to do, right? Or that are irrelevant. Or that so, are irrelevant. So the reason I, the reason I, I stop there is because it is a very, very important and critical distinction to make between government and governance. Governance is is a state of control. So being controlled in ourselves and being able to resolve things for ourselves and in ourselves so that we can operate openly and honestly with other people. Right. So being in a state of government is different than being in a state of governance. <laughs> yes. Well, being in a state of governance allows for a common denominator between people to use maybe like a, a, a language, yes. if you will, um, which then would represent itself as, you know, criminal code or bioethics codes mm-hmm. or yep. as we would actually refer to them, canons and canons. maxims. Yes. Yeah. And so that's a whole, I want to do a whole other episode oh, on absolutely. that because yeah. that's just, that's a really big thing. Those but, will but be really, for the study groups. Yeah, there'll um, be some study. There already are some study groups forming, yep. you know, yep. it's, it's, it's quite the journey. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we read this book, 555 pages. And I'll tell you what, we were about two thirds of the way through halfway through and it turned into an action adventure of real life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so how do you know, um, how do you test things in life? You have to lean into them. And so to test a theory, I have a really good story of a friend um, I just spoke with the other day or two days ago. And and he he was, um, you know, 
not wanting to take the vaccine. But then he thought to himself, well, I'm a good skeptic. And actually, I'm one of the best skeptics I know. So I should be skeptical of myself. And so he leaned into this idea of going and getting a, um, a vaccine, a COVID vaccination. He leaned into it very hard into the idea and um, tried to get himself on board with that idea, thinking, you know, I better test my own bias. And so he did this actually for four months. He spent four months digging into this and, and talking to people and, um, you know, looking for the hope and the, there must be all this hope and optimism and joy that you're going to get if you, if you do this and you go down this path. And he said to me the other day, I said, well, what was the result of this test? He said, well, it was a really good test because what I learned is that I couldn't find anybody who was full of optimism and hope for it. Right. They, they just kind of did it because they did it right and that was the main reason that he found in that too yeah right? that was the main that was the main result of the test and um i was really actually quite glad that he did that and he shared that story with me because i thought well i never did that i just this is my uh distinct calling my distinct calling in life has told me no <laughs> i'm not doing i'm not going in that direction i can't i might die mm. and i just i know that in the back of my head and i've already had issues with these things in the past so um, for me, it's just not non non option. Not an option, no. I'm, I've got a couple vaccine injuries in my family, and I'm just not really into it. And when you see, you know, this is a bit of a throwback as well. Last year's heroes, this year's unemployed, mm. the nurses. What a phenomenal thing! And what do they do? They're professional healthcare workers, and they stand up and say, "We need to wait for peer review. We need to wait and know what's going on with this thing before we'll accept it." And these people are professionals and they're fully vaccinated at every step along the way except for this covid and um i don't know the covid stuff really gets me wondering quite a bit oh well it looks we're we went take a quick break and try to fix our speaker so we can play a tune but uh i was saying in the beginning of the podcast here it is very difficult to get a hodgepodgery of electrical wires and computers and sophisticated battery systems and try to make them all work when it's freezing out. I, I'd kind of way rather be sitting over there by the fireplace, which looks pretty cozy. We brought some chairs. You know, the kids are here. It looks pretty good. But uh, I wonder if we get a cap on some of this food. It looks like Danny's getting something to eat. Did you try anything yet, Cody? Not the food. I had a quiche. It was delicious. But um, we have got uh, a pretty good bunch of people here. Not quite as many as we've seen at some of the other events, but the highway is lined. We're getting lots of honks as they drive through. We had to reorientate ourselves slightly because it's so windy. So we're kind of around the side of the building this time, you know, little changes. And I got my fingers crossed that if we keep going, we're going to be inside here pretty soon. I don't want to say too much about that, though. But we've got a line on some. So we'll be putting that up on the Village Voice. There's going to be articles about it in the not-too-distant future, I'm certain. Oh, let's see here. Let's take a quick pause and just see if we can't make this thing connect. It says it's connected. Is this on? Oh, there we go. We've got a little bit of music here. And then as you can hear me humming into this microphone, it's because, you know, I'm the DJ and the speaker and the tech guy. Thank God that Cody from Gene Media came down here with a six mil jack, or I would have just been hooped. And, uh, which is crazy. Like, that's like the basic, basic thing. 
We're gonna go in here. We're gonna go to playlists. Let's put this thing on. This is a good one. If it'll play. Oh yeah, we got a little bit of sound. Mm, some uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. That's not a bad little jam. Well, while that plays in the background, we all just step out of the booth here and see maybe if we can get a word from a few folks. It's working? Well, I'm glad to hear that it's working. Yeah, we're rocking it. <laughs> you want to say anything about it all? Run the podcast. Come back We're later when you want. Yeah, it's a podcast. I, well, let's have a little bit of a chat then. Yeah, we sure can. We've been talking about some pretty neat stuff here, Danny and I. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is a great little thing. And there's been there's been a few people who really pull their weight on it. Yes, there is. There's a lot of good volunteers on the ground, and that's how we make these events happen is with the volunteers. Right. Yep. And, Absolutely. You know, we've got a great kitchen. They've great. Got, dedicated staff every time, eh? Every single time. Every they time. show up every Saturday. It doesn't matter if it's wind, snow, hail, sunshine, minus 20. We are here barbecuing for you. That's right. Every mm-hmm. single time. Oh, every my. time. And it keeps and, growing too, eh? Yes, it does keep growing. And we have these great podcasts so we can keep people up to date as the convoys are coming through. Right. I was just let know, let know they are just coming past the 103 and it's about two and a half to three kilometers long. Oh, wow. So, so they are coming. And they're coming and they're going to be loud. So let's get everybody <laughs> out here and I'm going to go hand out some more flags and we're going to go make some noise. Sounds amazing. I've got a little flag. Okay, perfect. We'll come back. We'll have another little chat and let you know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, keep everybody updated because we are broadcasting as well on 96.9 FM. If you turn on your car or truck or handheld radio, you can hear us. All over town. Apparently, we've got about a one-kilometer broadcast range. I was looking into it a little bit because I'm like, hey, we're a little bit ragtag, but we don't want to break too many rules. So, turns out we don't actually need a license for this thing because it's under a certain wattage, and it doesn't cause any big problems for other transmitters. We're also making sure to stay away from transmissions. They're going out on local frequencies. So... We have more people pulling in here. We've got some really neat stuff. Looks like we've got some folks from Williams Lake. We've got lots of kids. There's some really good chili. Incredible chili. It was simmered for 10 hours. I can smell it. I might have to go grab a bowl and leave you guys with some hooty blowfish music here for a bit. Hey, man, how's it going? But I think that might be the ticket. And I'll tell you, the quiche is phenomenal. And if you like Pepsi, there's lots of that, so... That's pretty good stuff. I'm just going to set this thing here to play the rest of this song out. I'm going to take a quick walk and see if a few folks don't want to come and have a chat with us about all of this awesomeness and what they're experiencing down here today.
Okay, we're going to keep the music coming to you. We got a little bit of hippie sabotage playing in the background here. We're still live on 96.9 FM from the Visitor's Center. And we're transmitting on Podbean, the podcast app. And on their web browser. Sounds like that convoy is getting a whole heck of a lot closer. But right now, I'm just going to take a quick moment and give a big shout out to all you folks that are listening. And a big thank you to all of our supporters. There's no way that we could do this without your help. Some people have resources, like the tent that we're under right now has been borrowed to us. Some people have time, and lending a couple or few hours a week makes a huge, huge impact. And some people that don't have stuff to give or time to donate might have a few bucks to kick it. And that helps. Oh, I can see it now. Here comes the first convoy truck. And how do I know? Well, it's rolling slow. And it's got its flags up high. So I'm just going to sit here and watch for a sec. And I'm wondering, why aren't we doing this with video? We should have video here. This would be amazing. I'm sure people have got lives going out from the street corner on Facebook. Hmm. Man, those peas are good. I don't know if I should be eating on the radio, but I'm hungry. Oh, here they come. They're pulling in. They're pulling right in here. They're not driving by. They are in here. Love it. Love it. They are not a short procession of trucks. How are they all going to fit in here? I mean, that arena has a pretty big parking lot. But this is a lot of trucks. This is not just a little bit. Every time, I think this grows. I think somebody was trying to blow some smoke earlier, and they said that there was only a couple of trucks. But no, we've got all kinds of tractors. We've got one tons. We've got wreckers. We've got some logging trucks, looks like. Oh, yeah. Tow us out of here. The wreckers are with us. My microphone is stretched a little further. I'm about six feet away from the fire pit, and I'm cold. <laughs> mm. There are people just not even part of this convoy, carrying on south on the highway, giving their honks of support. I think it's amazing. We've got trucks and trailers and goosenecks and bobcocks and patch trucks and slip tanks. We've got 
Jeeps and Dodges and Fords and Chevys and all the good stuff. What is that? Oh, that Toyota is decked right out. Everybody's flying their flags. <laughs> it's a real blast. What a riot. What a riot. And then, you know, if this is where we're at in terms of rioting in Canada, I think we're doing something right. Because this is this is just peace and unity. And it keeps evolving, you know. Like Danny and I were talking about earlier on the podcast. This is causing a bit of a stir. A bit of a movement that's going to go even further into the future. And we need to keep working together. We need to dismantle the divisiveness and continue with the unity. Some folks get on board because it's exciting and it's something to do, but some people have really powerful stories. And I want to hear some of these stories. I have some podcasts that will be coming out in the not-too-distant future about everything from corruption to success stories in culture, success stories in business. I mean, the corruption stuff, I'm just going to lay that out there. That's all the RCMP. Every single corruption story that I have heard so far is the RCMP. Horrible stuff. We just heard we just heard some stuff that went on last Saturday. And we're going to be releasing it. Because otherwise, how will you know? The mainstream media is not going to tell you, but we will. Because we're just like you. We're all the same. We're all in this together. Man, it looks like... Terry might have been just bang on the money. This is probably about two kilometer long here. This is a pretty good looking procession. (coughs) Oh, man. I'm just going to put this mic down for just a sec and take a quick look at the highway. I need to get a wireless, you know. If anybody wants to help out, I could seriously use some more mic equipment. Looks like we've got some more people pulling in here with all kinds of speakers and fun stuff. Man, what do you think, Danny? This is probably pushing two kilometer long, this convoy coming in here, eh? Yeah, we got, uh, we've got Johnny here, actually. He's just over there in the orange tube. Um, oh, nice. And he's selling Bannock. Oh, is he? Yeah, so oh, he, so right, guys, he's usually Bannock. out in the Grove he's doing the that. Grove, yeah, right. so he's here. It's a good Bannock. Bannock. Yeah. So if you want to get some Bannock... Head on over there. Oh, these guys got speakers. There they go. Yeah, we've got some speakers getting set up. So that's good. We can start to divert some of the music playing. Oh, they've got a whole DJ set up, eh? Oh, well, that's just fun. I love it. Maybe we can get a comment on the the podcast. Yeah. We're we're live on 96.9 FM and we're podcasting. I'm glad you guys came because I can't run the music and do this all at the same time. We're going to run the music. Right? It looks like you guys have a whole DJ booth. We have a whole DJ booth and we've got live singers and a few speeches planned. It's going to be pretty awesome. That is freaking amazing. I am so glad. You know, and we're just sitting here talking about how this thing is growing so organically. And the local collective. It's of pretty people, amazing. We right? had we had I think fifteen trucks show up from Quinell this morning into Williams Lake, and then we I would say we have about forty to sixty vehicles, maybe more, that joined in. That's kind of crazy. We were at right? the front, so I didn't get a 
Right, you can't see exactly how yeah. long it is behind you, but like yeah. these have been rolling by for a while. I'm thinking a couple kilometers. Oh, it it's pretty like. amazing. Look at they're all the whole parking lot's packed. Right. Oh, look, our kitchen yeah, staff are full. dancing. <laughs> yeah, the parking lot's getting full. It's pretty awesome. Well, we gotta find a generator I'm, now. I've got a generator running over oh, here, but it's probably we're we've got a little coffee pot going to percolator. Uh, how much wattage do you guys pull it? Um, we used a tiny little Honda one last time. Okay, I'm 2,000 oh, watts. Perfect. Yeah, you guys could probably plug into that. That's awesome. What an organic thing. Oh, my God. And the kitchen staff is just sending it. We've got a dance party going on out here right now, which is what we've been waiting for the whole time. Yeah, Danny, pump that tune up a little bit. That's some good dancing music. I like it. Let's let's play this out before the DJ booth takes right over. Oh yeah, there we go. These guys have got a really good setup. Oh yeah. Hockey sticks for freedom. This is great. Man, impromptu DJ booth arrives. Where these guys rolled down from Williams Lake. How very exciting. If you're listening to this and you're in the local area, get down here and have a quiche with me. I mean, they're phenomenal quiche. And if not, Kia's cooking up some burgers. It's going to be a good, good time. I'm loving it. Just loving it. We're going to turn this whole thing into a party of freedom that doesn't stop. It just keeps growing and growing and growing. And every single time, the parade of vehicles gets longer. And it drives itself deeper into the hearts of everybody involved. There's literally, there's street hockey going on. I mean, they've only got one net, but that's just fine by me. Oh, man. And all the southbound trucks on the highway out working, doing their jobs, they're still slowing down to slow roll with the crew. And how could this possibly get any better? Well, I didn't think that we were going to see this much activity happen out of nowhere. But that's always the way it goes. Because it's natural. It's organic. And when you let people do what they do, they usually do it pretty good. We don't need restrictive, oppressive systems. And that's what this thing's all about. Getting her out there. Living it real. Living it together. We don't need to ask permission. We're not doing anything wrong. We're maintaining our futures for our children. Like I just heard somebody say over here, I've got nothing to lose. Because in a world that becomes tyrannical, if you comply, you've already lost. So, we're just going to have a freaking street, ho street hockey party. <laughs> hey, Jake. You want to say anything on here? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> We've got some good stuff. Most of the people seem to be lining the uh, side of the highway. But I'm sure after the procession rolls through, I think this is kind of the natural flow of things. Once the procession, the Freedom Convoy rolls through, everybody ends up over here and cleans out the burger pile. So if you want to eat right now, is probably the time before we get inundated with the, what, 400 people that come and the free press says there was 80 of us? <laughs> I haven't seen the free press out here yet today, but I'm sure they'll be on the way. I'm going to do a quick tour and see if we can get a couple other people who might want to come over and share a word or two. 
And in the meantime, I'll leave you with this awesome remix by Glass Animals. Oh, that's awesome. So you guys came down. You guys had trucks from Quinella here? Yeah. Quinell, Lackwahash, 150, um, Horsefly. Yeah. Took you two hours to get here, you said? Almost two hours, yeah. yeah. Any, it- anywhere from 40 kilometers. We did get up to 70 for about two minutes. Right on. <laughs> when, and what's your first impression here arriving in 100 Mile House with the big skis? I love it. Uh, I was born here. Were you? <laughs> no way. Me yeah. too. Love it. Well, welcome home. <laughs> Welcome back to your original local collective. So I'll just give you a little rundown what we got going on here. We've got a little display, some caribou strength garb. And what we're trying to do is put out a symbol from our local collective. And this, all of this gear is produced by a local producer called the Fringe Creative. So this is some stuff. All of the donations are going to help us build here in our local collective, um, a sovereign local network. And once we're done building it here, we're going to bring it to you guys. Awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so yeah. we're starting real, real local. And all of this here, everything you see here, everything that we're building, we're backed by a sovereign system. Yeah, we actually have a I, new, um, new and complete system of law. To our first um, rally in Williams Lake, yep. I actually tape recorded a moose crossing over a cross. Yeah. And I put it on uh, Quebec because I'm I'm on the Quebec one too, right? right. And it went viral. Viral. <laughs> a real was, member. Yeah. You know, we're, it was a beautiful moose, and beautiful cow that come yeah. across. A real went, member of your local collective. You betcha. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Well, it was, it was a pleasure to meet you. I'm so glad you guys came down and uh, hope you enjoy the food yes. and the dancing. So, what do I need to? What do you guys do here? Uh, your black so we've got a little bit of here. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
There we go. Well, I'm back on the microphone. I had a burger. Danny had a quick little interview. It's pretty awesome. My folks down from Williams Lake. Sounds like a pretty good little trip. The moose story and everything. <laughs> We've got, uh, what, we just, our numbers just tripled over here. I'm glad that I had something to eat real quick because there's no way I'm getting through that lineup now. <laughs> oh, man, freedom, absolutely. Oh, looks like the DJ's ready over there, so I'm going to turn ours down. There we go. So we've got trucks for freedom, convoys for freedom, people for freedom, DJs for freedom. Hey, hey, it's Patrick. <laughs> That's taking a picture of us. We're doing our live podcast. Hopefully we don't get in trouble. Hopefully we don't get in trouble. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. I'm glad the free press came down here. Patrick's pretty good reporter. He does some really good photos. Excellent photographer. We've got lots of familiar faces here and lots of new faces down here. Pretty freaking exciting. I'm glad we've got our fire pit. I want to do a quick shout out to the fire pit was purchased by money that was donated to what we're doing here so that we can keep putting it back into what's happening. We can get better burgers, better buns, more seats, hotter fire pits. Oh, the DJ booth's getting ready over there. I'm so stoked. I'm glad that I don't have to do music and podcasts. It's just a little bit too much for one guy to do. How's it going? Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. Wait, you got anything you want to say? No? <laughs> There's only, I don't know how many people listening. Basically, I just stand here and talk to myself, and then people tell me about it later. It's usually a pretty good time. <laughs> yeah, we did bring the coffee machine, which is good. Turns out it was not a bad move. Yeah, right? It's freaking chilly out. But there's no stopping us. Freedom doesn't care if it's snowing or blowing. Absolutely. So, like, this stuff here, Caribou Strength, is put together by one of the locals here. And the funds help to keep this stuff going. We have something. We're both a little bit different. These guys are doing all the food, doing an amazing job, all put together by volunteers and donated food and money to help support it. And then we share in that, and they share in it. So we've got ourselves a podcast. We're live right now. And we've got a new complete system of law that we're working with in a foundation to try to help the caribou in our regional collective as we go forward. So we're not continuously begging the federal government to change. Right. Yeah. Or the provincial or the CRD or any of them. 
because it just turns into a restrictive thing. So that's coming forward. That's going to help us more in six months. But right now, the chili is phenomenal. It's super good. Wait a bit. Are you guys from 100 Mile? Williams You came down from Williams? Oh, you betcha. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm out in Forest Grove, and yeah, 100 Miles, my stomping ground, that's for sure. Yeah, it's pretty good. No, and you know, that's the thing. If anybody's listening to this right now, because we are broadcasting at 96.9 FM, and we're online, we need porta potties. Can. We got all these truckers. Can we load a truck up with some porta potties? That'd be really handy. Wouldn't that just be cool? Oh yeah, yeah, you could. Right? Oh yeah. Let nature take. Maybe we could do it about the. <laughs> There's quite a few people here, though. I'd say this is probably one of the best turnouts that I've seen so far. This is really good. Right? Yeah. As, yeah. As a generality. And, you know, that's something, I'll, while I'm on air, I'll tell that quick story to you, because it's a really good story. Last year, when this stuff all started, we had a rally over at the, uh, at the what is it, community center downtown. And it was all about mental health at the advent of COVID, right? And, and how it's hard on people. It's hard on connections and community. It's, I mean, there's children that are growing up who have a pretty messed up childhood right now, right? So we were trying to raise awareness about that. And we ran around with little information packages to stores. And it might not have done anything in the information package, but it showed people that they're not alone. They're not isolated. That there are other people in the community who feel and think the same way. And now look at all of us. And what it did was it kept this community open more than I've seen anywhere else. I went on a little trip up to Prince George. We couldn't go out to dinner anywhere. No, I heard that too. Right? Yeah, and and, and in, around here, it's really good. We've got some amazing restaurants. And Is like, that right, eh? Yeah. We've only got a couple. Yeah, we've only got a dog and such as one, I think. We've got and, some really uh, good ones. Place and uh, Mojo's. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Oh, and really? Mojo's is hit and miss. Depends who's around. Well, and that's the thing. You don't want to put, you don't want to advertise who. I'm not going to say who because they're doing us all a favor. And I don't want to say who and do them a disservice oh, in that. Oh, yeah? Too much information coming out. And the government shut them down, yeah. Well, And I've heard, too, I've heard that there's somebody out there with a kickboard and they've heard stories that something might be open so they're down. Oh, there's always somebody who does that. Like, what is that, eh? That's crazy. Wow, I think our number, number's doubled again. We're, we're getting up there. But it's coming too. My dad came from where things are better now, from the old country. Yep. And he was telling me when I was a kid that you couldn't trust your neighbor because the government paid the neighbors to squeal on everybody else. If you've done something against the government narrative. Right. And that's coming here. It's already it's here. It's already here. Absolutely. Well, that's one of the things they said. You know, we're all in this together. And then they ended the first year of it with, here's a hotline to rat out your neighbor. Yeah. yeah. And like, why? What good does that do? It just destroys our local collectives. I know that too, but then you're going to get jobs to work for the government to tattletale. You're right, and people get paid, or they think maybe if I rat out my neighbor, I'll get left alone. And what the hell is that sign up there? Is it coming to 100 miles above paid on-call firefighter? They just laid off all their firefighters because they wouldn't get... I was a volunteer firefighter. I'm done. And now I'm doing cameo radio. And knowing that too, but if you don't have... You don't get coverage. So what happens to the insurance rates? What happens to all? It's a chain effect. Absolutely. I couldn't believe that on-call, paid on-call fire 
Yeah, they laid them off because of the mandate. And it's yeah. just, I mean, look at all the people here that look terribly ill. <laughs> you know, like, I think we're doing okay. I think we're going to be all right. Well, yeah, and the coroner's reports will reflect that. It's way up over the last couple of years. No, they, they, they put it in very quietly. There's no news article about it. But Oh, the adverse effects. Well, we're seeing that. We don't need the news. We know enough people who have physical ailments because of it. What's her name? Christian Freeland, and she's always like doing this. And yet, I know we know somebody that knows somebody that knows a girl that has that after she got her booster, her right arm won't stop twitching. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, geez, get the the shake. Yeah, and then oh, man. Right stop to keep her head up and above her head like she's asking a question. It's the only time it's Oh, wow. Wow, yeah, that's an affliction for life. I've got two vaccine injuries in my family, so I pretty much try to stay away from it. Plus, I, you know, either you understand history or you trust the government. You can't do both. So, you can't trust the government since before time. No, 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 because they are there to, they're there to control the minds. of Yeah. Listen, are you are you recording or no? I am. We're doing a podcast and we're going out at ninety six point nine FM. Can I, well, can I tell you a joke you might want to use? Sure. Well, I'm live. You want to tell it? Well, in light of this uh, possible food shortage, we should all learn how to cook toilet paper because a few people have some left, I think. But I found a recipe. You brown it on one side. Throw it in the pot and cook the S-H-I-T out of it. <laughs> but a biker dude said, oh, I usually barbecue mine. He's <laughs> barbecued. Wow, you like it That's crispy. That's a true story. <laughs> That's a true story. He told me that, yeah. Oh, wow. Well. Oh. No, he just off the top of his head. He's oh, I usually barbecue mine. <laughs> I usually barbecue mine. Well, it's a good response, you know. When you're doing something shocking, you might as well keep it shocking. You sharp. Yeah, well, you got to be, right? <laughs> I love it. This is what we need is more jokes, you know. Oh man. Well like there's some kids here. What do you think? You kids want to hear a joke? Did you hear about the cheetah? She was terrible at hide and seek. No matter where she hid, she was spotted. <laughs> that's, bad. that's bad, yeah, that's a dad joke. I'm sorry, I shouldn't do that. We're live. There's another one. A friend of mine's friend said to me, and you've got to be older to appreciate this. But the older I get, the better I was. <laughs> I hear that. I'm only 38, and I'm feeling it. I was 38 once. You can go get it. It's all right. I might have been that twice, actually. Might have done 38 twice. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that What do you think? Is that pretty good snacks? You guys bring your own. No. No. Oh man, the wind's blowing all of everything all over the place. We need more paperweights. Well, let's take another quick little recap head count here. Looks to me like our numbers have increased again. I mean, I can see people walking down the street towards us here. Looks like the convoy has lined up. Oh, flying low. Thanks. Quite as well. I mean, there's no camera here, so we got to say it all. <laughs> I had to keep my head up, you know? i got to tell you one more thing. Okay, one more thing. The last time I saw you, I found something you lost. Oh? 
My marbles! I've been looking for those marbles! <laughs> I knew they were around here somewhere. Thank God somebody was looking after them. <laughs> well, I'm pretty stoked. We've got uh, kids chasing balloons all over the place here. We got our flags up, but they're behind our booths, so, you know, they're not too in your face. But we are flying our own flags currently, so that's fun. Let me just take a quick look here and make sure that we are still... Oh, good, we are. Sounds good. We're going to get all the kids up there to sing that national anthem. Oh, man, I just see some more people pulling in here. And some more cars. Four more cars, a couple more groups, another ten people here and there, nonstop. What's that? Yeah, we're 96.9 FM and going out on podcast. Our home and native land. It's not a small group of people right there at all. This is 300 people at least, yeah. at least like just right just here right in this here. Yeah. little pod. Yeah. I'm kind of glad that we reorientated over this way. You know, we're yeah. out of the wind. Yeah. There's a lot more room for people and there was no parking attendance and people just naturally picked really good spots to not park yeah. and to park. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. Oh, look at that. The kitchen is running. The kitchen is running out of supplies already, so we're already on a restock because, like, there's a lot of people here. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I think this is great. And the lineup's not too bad, you know. That's a good part about a kitchen that just gives food away. The lineup doesn't last very long. It moves pretty darn quick. Pretty darn quick, indeed. So... What else? We've got photographers up high. We've got big rigs. Castro Jr. <laughs> Must go. Oh, boy. People have some pretty fun little stories here. I keep I keep wanting to go around with the microphone, but I, I can't. I'm on a tether. 
I'm stuck in my booth. And then again, if I had a wireless mic, I'd probably just keep falling out into the funny little things. I'd get too far away from my booth, forget what I was doing, and then I'd forget I had a microphone in my hand, and then I'd be in all kinds of trouble. <laughs> For now, this is a pretty good spot. Pretty darn good spot. Oh, there's Rubble. I wonder if he might have anything to say today. Well, what else do we got? <clears throat> After that national anthem and just before the DJs get going here, I'm going to talk a little bit more, very briefly, about what we have in terms of sovereign local governmental systems. Or, as Danny said so accurately earlier, the um, governmental systems. So what we have is a system of Eucadia. And I'd love to go into more detail and talk about my journey of Eucadia, because it is a journey. And it's a fascinating one. Needless to say... We'll put that on a different podcast. This system is between sovereign, independent individuals working as a collective. And that's exactly what's happening here organically. And that's why it matters. That's why it's relevant. If we can continue to do this and put a good, solid foundation under us, we will be able to carry on in perpetuity. Because currently, this thing could get busted up. All these things could get busted up because somebody calls themselves the trustee, the key holder, the lawmaker, the kingmaker, and that we're just a bunch of rule breakers. Well, what if we have our own rule book? That's the point. Let's leave you with that little thought. And we'll dig deeper on another podcast about that one. But if you ever want to know, just show up on Saturdays. We're always here. Be happy to show you. I mean, we've got... World government passports on the table. We've got the Global Union Charter, the America's Union Charter. We've got our covenant. We've got some maxims of law. It's pretty fascinating stuff, you know, if you're really into reading really big books. But uh, we also have a whole bunch of wares that help to support local people in the local network. And what is that network? It's the Real Life Network. Yeah, we created a web page. But real life is actually happening all around us. We don't seek to control it. That's wrong. That's what's currently going on. That's what's gone wrong. We seek to support it and keep it moving forward in its natural order. And what is that? Well, it is its isness, you know. It's not what somebody dictates it to be. The last time I saw somebody try to organize an event like this, it didn't happen. But when they pop up organically and naturally... It works really good. You like our flags? <laughs> A little different. <laughs> well, I wish I could get my microphone closer to that. Throw a little bit of that on the air. It's pretty good stuff. <laughs> hmm. I think I talk too much. My coffee's getting cold. But I suppose that is the point of this whole thing. We might have to ask people a few more questions because there's so many people here. I'm really fascinated to find out more about where everybody's from. Did you guys come down from Williams Lake? This 100 mile? Yeah, we live in town. Nice, nice. Yeah, I do too. Mm. That's good though. More people. Have you guys been to this thing before? What do you think? Best turnout yet or what? Well, and we reorientated. We're on this side of the building now instead of front. What do you think? Better, worse? It's better. I think so. We're way out of the wind now. Yeah. There's a 
last last week was way colder. Oh, dude, it was brutal. Yeah, and we didn't have a booth. I was getting rained on. <laughs> oh, no, that same... Oh, you found your glove this time? Yes, I found it. That got lost last week. Yes. Well, there you go. A trusty bunch, right? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Nice, nice. Retrieved from last week's lost and found pile. The mitten. <laughs> Let's see if we can get a word from our kitchen. They are absolutely swamped. But I bet you... I bet you we could get a word from the kitchen. Let's just, I'm going to edge my way over here a little bit. I, I need a longer mic. If anybody's listening to this that just wants to donate a little something, something, I definitely use a new microphone. This thing is, I mean, it's a good mic, but I'm on a umbilical. It can only go so far. Hey, any of you, uh, any of you kitchenies want to do a shout out? Oh my God, they're so busy. You want to do a shout out about the kitchen? I sure do. They are cooking up another big batch of burgers. And we have got some wicked garlic bread. We have homemade fry bread bannock here for you. It's really good with the chili. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't help myself. I ate three bags. (laughs) (laughs) And we have some really hot coffee. And we have a big fire pit sitting here for a warming station for everybody. And we're handing out flyers for our big event next weekend. Ooh, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Pancake yes. breakfast, human chain. Yeah. yeah, Saturday, March 5th. Join us for a pancake breakfast at the visitor center in Hunter Mile House. Human chain along Highway 97 at 10 o'clock. Right? I was mentioning this earlier. This is yeah. good stuff. Yeah, and then we could always use more volunteers. Always. Always. And donations. And if you have anything that you want to contribute or questions, Send it to 100 Mile House Slow Roll IS at gmail.com. That's that is perfect. Absolutely. Yep. You have any questions or you want to get involved or you want to know what we're doing out here, come on down or you give us an email. We'll be more than happy to extend the invitation and give you some times and some locations to show up at. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And like, we've got a pretty good crew, but we could always use another hand. Always. It's, always. it's the volunteers that make the magic happen. Absolutely. It's not the organizers. It's the volunteers that put their boots to the ground every weekend. It doesn't matter how cold or hot it is. They are here for you guys make sure you have a good afternoon heck yeah and i think everybody is having a good afternoon that's i for think sure. so we've got quite the turnout i didn't expect to see quite this many people i'm quite impressed quinnell and williams lake you really that's, outdid that's, yourselves i'd say this is pretty much like the biggest turnout yet yes it is the biggest turnout so far yet by far by far right yes Totally. Totally. I love it. I love it. I love it. it, too. And this music's working out pretty good. It is working out. we got some live music happening, and we've got um, speakers set up, and we've got our podcast happening. Yeah, the podcast happening. Uh, yeah, it's wonderful. And Cam, I can't thank you enough for being here today. We really appreciate having your presence here and getting the word out to everybody. Yeah, it's working out, isn't it? not everybody can be here, so we want to make sure that there is a way for people to participate, and if that's through the media then that's what we'll do and that's the thing like we, we do have media in the town but yeah. we're actually boots on the ground here we yeah, don't exactly. give up we don't we're go at away. the events we're not sitting at an office behind a desk typing it out being a keyboard warrior we're down on the ground here with everybody else that's fighting for our freedoms 100 percent. 100 percent. absolutely go yeah Woo! Right, i'm gonna go hand out some more flyers and coffee for y'all sounds good Yay, keep it going <laughs> 
so good. We've got some pretty epic people down here, you know. And we did bring some extra tables. Uh, I've got my pickup, so this is basically all I do now. I had an architectural, mechanical, drafting, and design business, but the government destroyed it. And so now I'm really interested in people's stories. I'm really interested in governance systems. I'm interested in conflict resolution systems. And what better way to figure them out than to utilize them in my own life? So I, in fact, am the canary in the coal mine of this operation in a lot of ways. I'm working this legal system in my own life. I've got my world government passport. Yeah, that's right, world government passport, not Canadian passport, on the table if anybody wants to know more. And uh, like I said earlier, we'll save that for some other podcasts. Because right now, right now, we're the Visitor Information Center. And we've got live music. We've got people popping up organically all over the place, doing what they do. We've, yeah, we've got some Village Voice. They're our very first newsletter flyers. It's pretty exciting stuff. It's to the printing press. I mean, sometimes I feel like we're just the biggest dorks around. We've got our own radio station. We've got a little town hall forum. We've got our own newspaper. But you know what? I'm fine with that. If that makes me a dork, I'm all in. <laughs> if I like to wave my little Canadian flag around, along with my cameo radio station flag and our village voice gazette flag that's fine because it's all about awareness what better way to raise awareness than to uh than to have a media outlet we've also got a sign up sheet down here but you guys can always sign up for more information from our home page reallifenetwork.com or from cameo radio station you can find the links We've got all kinds of good stuff. And like Danny was saying earlier, if you have an article that you want published, but you don't want to be recognized for it for some reason, put it up in the Village Voice Gazette as a wildflower. We've got a few really good stories that have been submitted to us. And I don't even like she was saying earlier, like, I don't like the word submitted, you know? You fill out a form and then you hit submit. No, no, I'd rather contribute. Send it. Send it. Full send, all postage. Not none of the submitting thing. Because nothing that's happening down here today is about submitting. This is about freedom. This is about independent individual sovereignty. This is about a good time. I see, let me just take a quick survey here. I see lots of little groups of people. Three to five people in each group. And they're all having little chit-chats. Some people are just standing and listening to this awesome live performance. Young ladies singing and playing. I don't see a single frown. I see kids being kids, playing with balloons, people giving to each other. This is the real life. This is what it's all about. There is, there is no part of this that shouldn't happen every week. At the beginning of this show, we were talking about having people at another venue indoors. And I think we'll continue to move in that direction as things continue to form up. I think that we're going to keep seeing this go forward. And there are always going to be. There's always going to be parking lot parties and freedom convoys. But, you know, things change over time. So what will this turn into? Will it fizzle out or will it carry on into the future? It all started potentially 
back with Occupy movements, Occupy Wall Street. Maybe it was the yellow vests. Maybe it was, you know, the wet sweatin' protests. Maybe it was these pipeline blockades. And then COVID came along and it all went real quiet and disappeared until people had had enough. And the COVID restrictions became ridiculous. And even some of the top leading experts in the world said, this might not be safe. And a lot of people, like Danny was talking about earlier, that story of a friend who actually tested it. How far into this can I go? Can I figure out if there's a reason to be like this? And he figured, no, everybody's just going along with it because they think everybody's going along with it. There's no, there's no sovereignty in that. There's no independent thought. There's no rhyme or reason of it. There's no nothing. So what are you going to do? That's the real question. Are you going to enjoy this? Are you still listening? Are you going to stand up for your family? Are you going to come down to the pancake breakfast next weekend at 9 a.m.? Are you going to investigate different systems? Are you going to figure out what it is that you want to do with your life? Or are you going to do what you think you must in order to comply? I don't know. And I want to know. I'm not going to judge. That's not why I'm here. I'm curious. What better way to be curious than to vocalize it? Maybe I'll try to hook this thing up a little higher and just let some of this live music come in as it goes on. They're playing a recording right now, but if we can get them a little bit tighter up on here, we are going to be able to uh, let all you good folks out there on podcast land hear what's going on. I think we are getting pretty darn close. So let's just take a quick look, Ski, here. Hmm. Well, it looks like we're a little bit further off from having live music, but it is coming. The DJ booth is looking pretty good over there. They've got a trailer set up on it. I might just set this thing up for a few minutes capture some of these background sounds and see if I can't find a few more voices who would like to be heard. A few more people who might have something to say. Pull this thing down here again. Huh? We were just pulling some background sound there off of this crowd because it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, we were down here early. We got set up. You've been down here a few times. What do you think of it so far? That's uh, awesome. Uh, I'm impressed with the organization and just the people donating and and the joy. It's all good. Right? It is. It's all good, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's really a good time. 
We probably wouldn't have met each other except by this experience. <laughs> it's kind of That's strange. A very good point, right? <laughs> it is how we come to know each other and meet yeah. so many people. Yeah. But, yeah, there's definitely some pretty interesting people who pop up here. That's for darn sure. Yeah, it's a cross section of, uh, well, right down the center. <laughs> right down the center, yeah. Yeah, we've got cross sectionality from every different kind of group. It's a little bit of everything. Well, everybody's been affected by it. Really, you think about it, it's your own little world, but uh, everybody. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's not something that touches everybody. That's right. Like, this touched everybody. Yeah. It united us. Yeah. Well, you saw the response, right? I get confused by. You know, we need to understand what everybody's thinking, understand where they're coming from. But uh, sometimes I get confused. Well, I mean, sometimes we read the media too much, I guess, and get pushed, get, get a little confused. And we got to talk to the regular person and see, you know, your brother, your sister, your uncle, your aunt, your neighbor, and have a good conversation just in regards to, yo, how do you see all this? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we had a neighbor that... Uh, almost 80 years old, and she thought anybody with adverse effects would be one in a million. My wife said, hey, I got a lady at work that was bleeding for six, nine months. I know someone that was working with us, his wife got blind in one eye as soon as she had the shot. Right. And our neighbor was like, wow, I didn't know that. Just instant adverse reaction. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't take long. I know a few friends who've had some Bell's palsy come up, some immune response issues. Yeah. Some people who have more serious issues, blood clotting, heart problems. Yeah. It's pretty serious stuff. Yeah, and it's it's uh, it really is. Uh, I don't know. You know, certain people get it. Certain things get triggered, but it's kind of uh, like a you know shooting the dice. It is. We're shooting dice. We're rolling dice with our future and our fate and our health. And yeah. our families. Well, really, really, yeah, the future too, right? I mean, our children. Whole, and our one of my son's best friends, only fifteen. He had to they had to take him down to Vancouver to the hospital for three days because he had the heart condition come up. Right. Right. You know, I mean, I've seen uh, a guy at a UBC uh, neurology professor. You know, was saying might be they say it's one in five thousand, but he thought it was more like one in twelve hundred and fifty. Just doing the math, but I mean, just to say we're in a town of 2,000 and my son knows a, a guy, a boy, 15 right. years old, right? Right. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just, it's just bad medicine. It's bad medicine. Yeah. When the cure is worse than the disease, it destroyed the economy. It's literally killing people. It's, it's destroying our health. It's touching everybody's lives, whether it's direct or indirect. That's for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think people are blind. They're just they're just hoping. They're just they just think they're doing something by taking something that they question, right? Right. And a lot of people have been coerced. I mean, probably only maybe twenty percent are hardcore. Think there's a scary situation out there. I was hearing one guy say. I think it was actually Trudeau's uh, uh, half brother was saying that. I was reading him in, in the Druther magazine. Oh yeah, his half brothers come out and said some phenomenal stuff. But he's been blackballed, exiled from their family for saying all of this stuff too, right? Well, yeah, he was in the article which came out this month. He said, uh, he was asked, you know, how has it been with, you know, visiting your mom? She said, he said, well, you know, she kind of doesn't like that I'm, what I'm saying. You know, it's her, it's her, her oldest son who's the prime minister, right? Right. <laughs> so, but just to say, you know, uh, you know, when you look at your neighbor, you look at your friend, you don't assume they're wearing the mask because they want to, right? 
my, my, my wife went into a store here in town and, and she wasn't wearing the mask because I mean, she got let go from a job because she was, didn't take the vaccine. And so she just doesn't wear the mask. And so anyways, the owner came up and says, Oh, thank you. You're not wearing your mask. I just wear this because I guess I have to, but don't worry. Whenever you come in here, don't wear the mask. Don't wear the mask. <laughs> right, right. People are starting to wake up to that. You know, when this first started, I took it really seriously because is it really a killer virus? But we're more than two years into this stuff now, and I'm just, I don't buy it at all. And I look at all of these adverse health effects and what's going on elsewhere. And I just say, this is where it's at. This is what we really need to be doing. We need to be... Yeah. That's true. Doing this, barbecues and chili and talking <laughs> face-to-face and not yeah. being afraid of the boogeyman. Uh, well, that's right, boogeyman. Right? It's a boogeyman. It's no, this invisible no. enemy. Yeah, I mean, let's not, let's not negate that, you know, originally we all didn't know what it was, right? We did Originally we were just following, you know, and then uh, three, four months in, some, or six months in, some people are going, you know what, I, I haven't seen much, you know? Right, you know, and but still, two years in, we're still okay. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. If you're scared, I'll wear the mask in front of you. And but uh, you know, what's it doing for you? I mean, anyways, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, what's we, it doing? We we could go on and on, but I oh, mean, we I have, think it's a common thread, though. A lot of people share this sort of sentiment, right, and yeah. this sort of experience and like the yeah. questioning of it, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's to be healthier the more people we talk to. Oh yeah. Well, I think I mean, having we're, we're a little dialogue. scared too because we don't want them to know. But I think the more there's the freedom to just talk and not be scared, you're going to lose your job or whatever. Right. I mean, that's that's kind of. I think they stopped us talking to each other. Right. Which is like, okay, let's let's feel a little freedom and talk to our neighbor at least. <laughs> yeah, let's have a conversation with our neighbor. And that's the thing. Like, people are afraid that they're going to lose their jobs. This is all I do now. I work on the website. I do all the IT, the back end. I do the radio thing. Help with the blogs. That's it. This is all I do now. And and I didn't lose my job because of COVID. I, I lost it for reasons of complaining against a corrupt judiciary. I stood up against the man. And so I did it very directly. And instead, people are, like you're saying, concerned to even take their mask off because it may be a sign of defiance. Like, we're not worried about our health. We're worried about persecution more than anything, right? Yeah. And, and and it's very real. It's a very real threat. Yeah. But I think maybe we're gaining ground in the other direction. I mean, this is a great turnout. This is some good, yeah. good stuff. There's a good bunch of people here. Well, you know, it's interesting. I was reading this morning some articles more now that the police have so-called cleared out the trucks and stuff in Ottawa, hearing a lot of contemplation about where did this come from? You know, and even the governor general can is saying, you know, <clears throat> you know, we need to be kind to each other no matter what we do. But this is this has changed our country, like oh, it, permanently. It, yeah, no, but just to say, you know, it's like it's like like a hit off the side of the head. Like, oh, some people are having a problem with this. Yeah, it's like they were daft to it. It's like they didn't even realize that there was already a problem. But there was problems leading up to COVID, right? I was just saying this on the podcast before before you came over. Uh, the wet sweat and protests, the yellow vests, the Occupy movements. This has been boiling up for a long time in society. Yeah. And now finally we've got something that's bridged all of the gaps between everybody by trying to push us a further apart. Six feet back, no hugs, you know. And now it's turned into face-to-face conversations and free food for everybody, indiscriminate. <laughs> 
to, 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 like, to no one. Nobody's being discriminated against here. I mean, I've seen a few people try. Yeah. But it doesn't last. Yeah. There's no room for that. Yeah. So how is the federal government and these ministers, how have they been oblivious to the fact that there has been a problem coming to a boiling point? Fascinating. Yeah. I mean, it's frustrating to hear them just say, oh, I know you're frustrated. It's not, I'm frustrated. I'm not frustrated about wearing a mask. I'm frustrated about my wife, someone taking her job because there was no problem where she was working for a year. There was more problems after the old people took their shots, right? So, right. I mean, I'm frustrated with, you know, other people losing their jobs. Good people. Good you know, people, yeah. I'm frustrated with the health system being deteriorated. Now doctors are told they have to oh, yeah, their certificates. We're losing some doctors in town because they're refusing to take the, the jab. They are medical professionals, doctors in medicine, refusing to take it. Yeah. And they're losing their job. I mean, I personally think that the healthcare system in this country is being systematically dismantled. Yeah. It would yeah. certainly seem that way. We've lost most of our nurses. Now we're losing. There was a local doctor, Lippitt, I think. He's, yeah. he's he's leaving now, and yeah, it's not a it's not a big town. So that's the beauty about a small town. We can look very directly at the politics of what's happening. Interesting. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, I know that a friend just said that she went over to uh, Doctor Lava's where he is. And there was a doctor there that came from Camelot because she didn't want to take the vaccine in the Camelot hospital. She's a specialist too, right? And so she's been working here for four or five months. So it's really two doctors. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm not super familiar because honestly, I haven't been able to get into the doctors because of all this COVID stuff. Right. Just to refill prescriptions. So you know, yeah. I have asthma, so I go just yeah. phone in and do it that way. Yeah. But um, maybe the system is going to burn itself up and we're going to get on to some other stuff. So instead of eating processed food that gives me asthma, I'm going to eat from my neighbor's garden in my <laughs> garden and I won't need it anymore. Yeah. You know, so maybe it's a self-healing system. Yeah. But yeah, it's fascinating. Um, the small town politics that we have going on here and these little stories, you know, that's the real gem. That's why I'm doing all of this too. Yeah. You get those little bits out. Yeah. And the few people... I've had a few people who are afraid to speak up because they don't want to lose their job. I've been told yeah. that a multiple of times. No, I don't want to because they're afraid you know, my boss might hear me. And well, it's true. It's because it's happening. It's happening. So that's part of the thing, too, that we're working with, with the Real Life Network that we're building, is to help connect people together yeah. outside of that system of control. Yeah. So you can still find some work. And if they don't have money, you can help them with their fence, and they'll help you with your meal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. So. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah, it's slowly growing. Well, we're going to have some other podcasts coming up soon. We've been doing a lot of back-end development. I don't want to jump the gun and announce it all just quite yet, but that's the gist of it. So. <laughs> yeah, oh, good on a, you. So how are you surviving? Like by a wing and a prayer. I survived by a wing and a prayer, by donations and uh, food bank and random jobs. You know, just keep gas in the truck, uh, yeah. cell phone paid. So I'm spotting data off my cell phone. I got a pretty good cell phone plan. And, uh, yeah, like, basically that's it. I was plowing snow in my plow truck there. So I was doing that all winter. But as you can see, that's coming to a grind and halt. Yes. There ain't not much snow to be plowing. Is this your one, the green trucker? Yeah, the green plow truck. It's for sale right now. Okay. Yeah. You have to make some money here. Yeah. Yeah, money is, well, money is important. But I also have to just... 
make sure that I keep focusing on what we're doing and don't get sidetracked with a job yeah. that then I become dependent on and say, yeah. I better be quiet or I'll lose my job. Well, so I kind of, yeah, I do have to make some money. And one of the things that we're doing here, we do have some sponsors finally. So that's been pretty helpful. Um, we've got a few things that we need to get a little bit of a better setup for broadcasting when we're live uh, yeah, yeah. on our podcast at home. It's way easier yeah. for in the office. We do have an office in Hunterbile now as well on Dogwood. Yeah, so we are we are growing, but it's it's slow, and and what we're doing really is aiming to be more helpful in six months. Right now, it's your story, and it's my story, and it's your story, right? And it's all this beautiful stuff, and it's the convoy, and it's raising awareness and getting that momentum going. And then why finally, if this stuff does start to wind out, or something changes, or people say what's next? Well, we've been talking about it for six months. We have a solution. Who's to say that that's not one of many? Yeah. yeah. But our solution was recognized 2001, the Meats versus Meats trial, Queens Bench, Alberta, as a new and complete system of law. So because we have a Queens Bench, Alberta ruling that says this is a new and complete system of law, I'm pretty confident that we have a new and complete system of law that's going to be a foundational basis for whatever anybody does outside of the orchestration of the federal and provincial government. And it ain't none of that free man on the land stuff. So you know, not is it recognized by the government? Just understand yep. what you're saying. It's a it's a superior form of law to the government. I had a conversation with a lawyer in the bar association, and if you read their bar talk, uh, like Gazette or whatever, their uh, blog post, yeah. our system of law is ecclesiastic in nature. They don't even have jurisdiction. Their courts cannot arbitrate a matter that comes from within it. Only our courts can. We're in a higher system of law. Right. And the system of law doesn't say you're a corporation and I'm a corporation and you're all capital letters, blah, blah, blah. It says you're a living, sovereign individual. No one has sovereign control of you as long as you're not belligerent. If I'm a belligerent asshole, everybody's going to hold me down and tie me up and throw me in a cell, right? Because I'm a bad person. But as long as we're all respectful, we follow the golden rule of law. I have my coat of arms over here, actually. I'll show you. I just did a real quick printout. So it's the Cameron clan, the Fleming clan, and the McSorley clan, and then all of our belts that came together. So this is Gaelic. It says, sons of the hounds come here and eat flesh, because we'd kill you. And then down here it says, peace and unity on the sword that's been laying on the ground. Because we're done fighting. I'm done fighting. Don't fight no more. And so there's a providence to all of these things, right? But it's kind of fun, because it's my three tartans, which is my name, Cameron Fleming McSorley. So we are building this thing, and I'm Norse, right? I've got Norse blood in me, so we have a Viking helmet. And, you know, there's, there's where did, the... Where did you say this was? These are the, the belts from different clans. Oh, right. So I've got a whole write-up for it, but we just threw that through the printer real quick so we could have a little something-something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Very cool. But, yeah, that's... that's And then the books are over over here. We've got a we've got a pretty good grasp on this thing. I've been a, it's a society at Eucadia, so I've been part of them since 2011. So it hasn't been a, it's not a new journey for me. Um, and how well I'm mentioning it too, I might as well say, I worked with a U.S. Marshal's deputy in Thrums all these years ago, and he was a Eucadian, and his purpose was to report corrupt judges for, they called it defalcation for malfeasance in office, the misuse of official power. Right. They killed him. Right. And I disappeared for seven years. Really? And now I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> so what's Eucadian? Uh, UKD is Unique Collective Awareness, okay. the Data and Information 
analysis, I suppose, which we're waiting for that portion of the system to come online, the portals to open online. It's a self-healing system of law. So once those portals are open, it's going to interface with our more user-friendly side of things, I suppose, and RLN for members. And then it gets everybody their sovereign autonomy. I mean, what better what better hope could we have for the future than to say that no one can claim a superior trust relation to you than you, in your life, in your way. Say our codes are all different. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Who am I to say you have to follow my code? That's not right. And that's what we're facing right now in the Canadian federal government and the United Nations. I mean, there's just a war started between Russia and Ukraine. Apparently, Canada's getting dragged into it. Well, the United Nations was formed to prevent global conflicts. Where are they? Where are they? Well, here, I've got one more thing to show you. Let's go back to the back table and grab it. So, I'm a world citizen. This is my world government passport. So, it's through the World Service Authority, which is out of Washington, D.C. This outfit, the WSA, was formed after World War II. Because... The fellow that founded it was busy bombing people in other countries because old men were talking and young men were dying, and that's war. And he's dropping bombs on them, but he'd rather go on tour over there and drink wine and eat bread with them. So why? So he formed this in France. And now there's a lot, a lot of world citizens out there. Since this COVID happened, their numbers have blown up, absolutely exploded. So that's basis is the United Nations Declaration of Human Rights which is a very good declaration, but where are they? Where's the UN? Do they stand up for me or you or anybody? How are they doing anything to prevent this war in Ukraine? I don't think they're doing anything. Well, the problem is the, the guys in the Security Council have the veto, right? Russia has the veto. They yeah. can't send any UN guys, so they got to send the NATO guys. Right, they've got veto, they've got, they're part of the Security Council and all this. Well, you know what? Our jurisdiction with Eukadia bigger than theirs it goes further than theirs and because they're in a trust relation we're all the beneficiaries <laughs> well what if we're the trustees <coughs> they can't be the trustees if we're the trustees of our own systems so that's your code my code and your code right all of our ways and what is that but our families and our stories that's what that's why the stories matter so much people's stories matter that's where our culture comes from right and it gets written down Folklore. Yeah. I remember stories my grandmother used to tell me. And I love it. It helps me know where I come from. Yeah, you know? Yeah. That's just on my mom's side, but then yeah. yeah. They're good at telling stories. Sorry? Usually we get a lot from our moms or their brothers and sisters, yeah, because they're around more than on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's good though. We gotta remember those things that remember those things that matter to us, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I need a drink. I'm getting dry. But yeah, that's a little bit of background for you guys and for everybody that's listening on, you know, of course, there's going to be another podcast about that, but that's why we're here. And that's why that stuff's on the table. So maybe somebody will look at it and go, what? What is that? Well, we can talk about it a little bit. Oh, you got Bannock, Danny? Gil's got a report on that Bannock. Delicious. No, oh, it sounds delicious. Absolutely delicious. Oh my god, I want I want one. Yeah. <laughs> Have a bite? Oh Danny, you're gonna take over? I'll take over. Yeah, you take over for a minute. What's been the hot topic? Oh well we were just talking about Eucadia. Ah. Telling these guys 
it's your code and your code and your code. And I showed the uh, this and told the little story about the world government. Oh, yes. Yep. I'm also a world government passport holder. Yeah. And what I really like about it, so one thing I've noticed is that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And so I, I was pretty skeptical at first of the world government or the World Service Authority. I did some research and I realized that when the UN was created, the, the, the World Service Authority is the counterbalance. So for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And so it never gained as much steam as the UN did, but it's still there. And it was still real. And it was still really working for that grassroots level of existence that we all know exists on this planet. Um, so I really resonated with the, the thought of that and the idea of that. But I haven't tested it yet. That's the next thing. Testing it out. Go, the passport, yeah. That's the next thing. Testing it. They have a, actually have a large archive of people who take pictures of their visas when they go out of the country and then send it into the authorities say like it works they work really well in uh like third world countries and second world countries but most of the uh like canada probably will reject it if i was coming home i would probably have issues with it but um nonetheless symbols symbols have meaning yeah <clears throat> oh yeah yeah so we've had Actually, very good uh, feedback from the from the shirts. Very good feedback from the shirts, and um, people were really, really all about the decals. Decals are hot. People decals love decals. Yeah, people love decals. And I met some very fascinating people. I met people from all over the Caribou. Met some folks from Clinton um, who've come up. They usually gather on Saturdays in a little sort of a, a small micro event that they have in this same uh, direction. And so today, instead, they decided to drive to Hundred Mile and come and join into this larger movement. I met some folks from Quinell and I met some folks from uh, Lac La Hache, Williams Lake, all over, all over. But everybody shares one thing in common. They're all here eating food, all together, right now. <laughs> and there's people here from all over the place. I mean, this has kind of turned into a hot spot for it all. Yeah, well, 100 Mile, you know, it, I have to say... Um, Having traveled now around to Kamloops, I've been to Prince George, been to Williams Lake, and trying to do anything really is, it's very difficult. It's not um, very easy. Here uh, in Hunter Mile, we have great, a great open, a great openness and receptiveness to um, negotiating and navigating within our community with and among the people, um, which I didn't find the same experience when I went to Williams Lake or Prince George. So um, that was an unfortunate experience to have. Um, but the one thing that we are struggling with here in 100 Mile House is this, the Caribou Regional District and their so-called policies that are preventing people from doing things like using the library and using the, the public pool and using the um, uh, 